In this episode, Chris says it filled it up a little too much. Filled it up a little too much. And Chad says, we're using that. We aren't editing this one. No, we're, we're using that. We're, we're not editing this one. And Crawford says, you can throw that TED Talk up again. You throw the TED Talk up again. Oh. So today we're going to be talking with Steve from Salt Flat Coffee out of Utah. I'm Chad, my partner in crime there, Chris. What's happening? He's the the guy over there. I'm the guy. The over guy here. over there. Yeah, I gotta change mine to the guy over here. That's what it was. I forgot. The guy that's eating his toenails. That's oh jeez, <laughs> that's disgusting. You know what though? Props, props that you can at least get your foot that high. I can't you know even what? do that. I can't. I'm it, not gonna lie. Does that hurt. I think I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that hurt. Like that hurt me watching you do that. I was like, I, I can't do that. Yeah. You, you know, props yeah. on you. So that's, it's, that's good. It's not enough <laughs> the uh Let's try that again. So we're gonna yeah, there you go. There you go. You gonna you gonna put it in your coffee? Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. Alright, yeah. so we try this again. <laughs> no, we're we're using that. We're we're not editing this one. This okay. is this is gonna be a good one. No, so uh, all right, so we've known him for quite a couple years now. So he's out there, he's out there roasting coffee. It's good coffee too. Let me tell you, man, I like it. I, every time, that's why every time I meet up with him, I always buy some bags. But I got to order some more. You ever get that order in yet? Um, I have not ordered mine yet. I right. when we got done the other night after talking for as long as we did. I God, dude. I uh, I went upstairs and passed out, but yeah. Um, yeah, I'll probably end up ordering some while we're sitting here because I do have my wallet on me this time. Oh, nice. So. Nice. Yeah, and we'll find out at the end of this week, too, who wins. So we got to do – we'll probably do that live. I was thinking about maybe doing that draw live on, What's the, that? on the Facebook page on who wins the coffee for posting it. Oh, yeah. I mean because uh, I want to do that. So, uh, of course, we're starting this at the worst time ever. We've talked about doing this podcast about veteran companies. Two years now, two and a half years now. Oh, and, brother, and, I think we've been talking about it for more than that, oh God, almost I five know. years now. And now by the time we actually start doing it, it's during the pandemic when we can't even be in the same room. So, but studio's looking good. Everything's done. I just got to do up the walls and um, dude, it'll be good. Put the, I did the cleaning today, clean it out so I get the carpet down. So, still got the yellow. That is an amazing portrait you, know? you have in your background there. Which, yeah. which one? The, the sheet portrait. Oh that yeah, it's actually no, a picture. That's, not that's not that's, a sheet. That's a picture. Of no, a it's it's. <laughs> no, actually, it's a uh, the nine nine cent store tablecloth special, which uh, is covering my TV. Nice. And then I have another one over here over this TV, and I got a couple down, like on this area, cover some stuff. So when I'm working in here, because I can't work here and then work somewhere else when I'm doing school stuff, so I just cover everything up. And then work on the sheetrock. So I gotta finish the door up and the walls, dude, and it's done. It's good, finally. So we're gonna be meeting up with him. He's gonna tell us about his company. We've been talking about doing this for years. We wanna talk to vet van companies, but we also wanna go and visit those companies so we can actually take video and 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 do that where we can actually show people these companies and and talk to the owners about their ups, their downs, their, their struggles. You know, I've had what three, four companies. Uh, had fun starting them. 
had fun watching all of them freaking burn. You know, lost, lost, lost a couple dollars along the way, but it was it was an experience. Every single one was an experience, and I'll I'll do it again in half a heartbeat. Every single one of them. So especially now that I've learned more, and now being here in Ohio, I might. Especially the MMA one. I've learned a lot. I learned a lot from that failure to actually hopefully be successful next time around. That's, that's well, for sure. And those of you guys don't know, uh, Chad has decided to go to law school. <laughs> um, we talked for years about mm -hmm. this is what we were both involved in. And uh, he decided to go to law school so we didn't have to pay for all the legal paperwork that we were going to do for the company. Yeah. Just in case anybody's confused, he went to law school to not have to pay for the paperwork for a canine business. Yeah. And he is currently getting ready to graduate on the 15th. Yeah. And getting ready May, for the bar. May 15th, studying for the bar. Yeah. And in my undergrad, my undergrad was accounting. So I don't have to pay somebody to be our bookkeeper. After doing this for a while, in the different businesses for a while. I have a CPA now that lives down the street from me <laughs> that that I text regularly on, uh, hey, hey, what's going on, dude? Got a question. So, um, yeah, so now I have a CPA, and after doing accounting as my undergrad, I'm okay paying somebody to do that work. <laughs> yeah. That I'm not, I'm not going to, uh, that's not for me. That is not for me. And I have already turned oh. over my $1 bill to Chad to <laughs> have him on retainer. Not yet. And uh, as soon as he passes the bar exam, yeah. I'm going to go do something extremely stupid yeah. and call my attorney. <laughs> yeah, I got to pass first. So your dollar is, was just really a dollar for me. That covered that, yeah. that, that tablecloth right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, as long as you have it in a frame. Uh, like this is my first dollar, but we'll we'll square that away once you your first case. Now the the bad part is is if we get into court and I end up in jail for life for stealing a pack of gum or something, I'm uh, going to really think that my best friend <laughs> slash lawyer sucks. Uh, never we'll claim. find that out in the future. Never claim to be a smart lawyer. I never claim to be no. smart. I never. I no. No, I was never smart, but. Hmm. I like having fun. I am making another cup of coffee. Yeah. I'd have to go upstairs and refill mine. It filled it up a little too much. There he is. Salt flat coffee. Man himself. Let's see how this works out. There, there yeah, he is. There, there he is. Can you hear us though? Yeah, I, I could have sworn like a week ago we got this solved. Is like a mute button. You know what? Next time we have somebody, that's what I'm going to have on my edit. Just screen and across the top. Press the mute button. Yeah, press the mute button. <laughs> Connect to audio. Press the mute button. Can you hear us? Can you hear us? And oh, he smiled on that one. I think he heard us. You hear us? Hey. There we go. Oh. All right. There we go. Uh, See, I tell you, I'm just gonna have the words on the bottom of the screen. Press the mute button. Like that. That's just gonna. You, right. No. Right here. Right here is gonna be like how to do stuff in my back screen. Is is like right. how to how to hit the play. That's right. Well, hopefully uh, next time or in the future it's gonna be simpler, and it won't be uh, over Zoom. Hopefully in person.
So, so what's going on, boss man? What's going on, fellas? How, can you hear me? Okay, my audio level's good. Yeah, we got you. You're actually yeah. really good. You're yeah. you're like the Italian music we were playing earlier that just was so loud. <laughs> nice. You're nice. a little quiet there, cheap buddy. Yeah. How you Get good? Get that adjusted a little bit. Who's that? Me or you? You're real quiet. Man, I shouldn't have been. I ain't changed nothing. Yeah, you got to say something so we can tell. I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> there we go. I think your hearing is just going out. Anyways, so, salt flat coffee. All right, so see this how it's kind of going to work, man. I'm going to ask you a question kind of on the business side, right? Veteran, okay. uh, what branch were you in? I was Navy. Oh, that's okay. Not everybody's perfect. So then, and then... <laughs> <laughs> you know the uh, the guy over there. He's gonna ask you a question on uh, just like your actual business part. I want to ask like the business side of it. So uh, just to kind of get it started, just get it going and rolling. Is uh, you chose an LLC S corp corporation or what was your your main? What's your your, your business? Yeah. So we decided to set up as an LLC um, purely for the ease of getting started. Um, S Corp, C Corp, there's a lot more uh, legal hurdles to jump through. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, just starting out, I mean, mo most nobody gets into business with the plan to fail. Um, but we just wanted to, we just really wanted to have it as, as simple and Barney style as we could when we were initially starting off. And uh, um, when, when you, you did know, that, was it uh, you just send in the paperwork to the Secretary of State there of Utah, like what, yep. like 50 bucks or something like that, and then they just send you a letter? Yeah, so we, we actually, what we ended up doing was we met with several accountants um, in our area, and we talked to them about what we wanted to do, um, and they kind of guided us through the process and kind of told us, hey, these are the forms you need to fill out, this is what you need to do. And they really kind of coached us through that process. And that's really what I would recommend anybody um, interested in starting a business. Uh, the, the very first place you got to go is to your accountant. Um, and because there are, you know, we, when it comes to laws, I mean, I, I know I'm not allowed to go over the speed limit. Um, I know I'm not allowed to shoot people, uh, you know, th this kind of stuff. But there's so many laws, and if you're really not up to speed on those, it'll it'll cripple you from the very beginning, um, <clears throat> trying to get out the gate and not um, really know what you're doing. You're gonna be you're gonna find yourself in a bad spot. And you're gonna be paying a lot of money that you don't have to. Um, right. Initially, starting a business from the legal standpoint is not terribly expensive, um, and you know, but the other part of being an LLC was we're able to kind of tie more of our own personal finances with the business and kind of have those run side by side. And mm -hmm. that makes life a lot easier. Um, I know and every year when, when the first year when we went to go see the accountant, I was absolutely terrified. I was like, man, you know, we really didn't make that much money and this is going to be what we're going to get crushed. Um, and the accountants really know how to, how to do that. And you, you don't have to have an accountant on staff full time, right? You know, um, meeting with an accountant by far, um, 
business-wise the best decision that we made in the beginning. And and Trudy, my wife, uh, she really headed that up. She was the one that uh, set up the meetings and scheduled everything and, and got that going. And uh, I just kind of showed up for the meetings to um, to to be there for it, you know, so that I was kind of aware of what was going on. Nice. Did you do anything with the VA for any kind of business loan or anything like that? Or did you guys just start off fresh? So we didn't, um, we didn't start off with the business loan. We, uh, we didn't go to the VA for anything. Um, our, our overhead initial startup was not, um, I mean, for, for us, it's a lot of money. Um, but it, it wasn't a, a crazy amount of money. Um, and so we didn't really feel the need to do that. Um, and so we just kind of went with our, with our own, what we had set aside and, and, uh, kicked it off. Nice. So just for, for people that might be listening in, this is our first podcast that we've done. Um, and we're going to be doing these, hopefully knocking these out every, every week. Um, tell us a little bit about your company and, and where you started. I, I know I saw a clip of you the other day, um, uh, standing next to your Jeep. I believe it was your Jeep, uh. What is right. that thing? Yeah, it's a, a, uh, the... it's a 1984 Jeep Scrambler. That thing yeah. is awesome. Absolutely yeah. awesome. Salt yeah, black coffee fun. on the side of it. So, um, yeah. but uh, um, I, I listened to the article and I thought, wow, this is this is pretty cool that you're you're kind of expanding. Uh, tell us about a little bit about your company and, and how you started, if you don't mind. No, not at all. So, um, you know, back to the the very beginning um so trudy my wife and i we both we both grew up in families that were were coffee lovers um and you know she remembers drinking coffee with her family at a young age and i i remember drinking coffee with my family at a young age and it was just always part of our our family cultures and uh when we got married shortly after we got married um Trudy came to me and this was, this was probably, uh, 2008, 2009. And, and Trudy came to me and said, Hey, we should start a coffee company. And I said, what, what are you talking about? We don't know the first thing about starting a coffee company. Like you're just crazy. Like you may as well tell me I, I should start a spaceship company. Like, I, I don't know the first thing about a coffee company. And then, um, and lo and behold, um, you know, Eight, eight years later, nine years later, um, here we are. And we, I ended up actually getting a job with uh, another coffee company and just kind of was excited about it. Started off the bottom, you know, taping boxes in the warehouse and moved my way up um, to the roasting department and eventually learned how to be a roaster and, you know, started roasting coffee for them. And then, um, they came to a spot, they were selling so much coffee that they couldn't fulfill the demand. So they had a supply chain issue. They just didn't have enough coffee. to. They just couldn't roast enough coffee, couldn't roast it fast enough. And they already had a couple of vendors that were roasting coffee for them. They weren't roasting it all themselves. Um, but the vendors that they had weren't willing to take on more business. And the vendors that they didn't have, everybody within a hundred mile radius told them either they couldn't roast their coffee or they wouldn't roast their coffee for, uh, you know, whatever reason, political reasons or, or whatever, just difference of opinion. 
And so I kind of saw an opening, a, 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 a spot where something we could do. And so I went to him and I said, hey, this is this is what I plan on doing. Why don't I, uh, well, why don't Trudy and I build out our basement into a coffee roastery? Now, mind you, I'm still roasting for them eight hours a day during the week, Monday through Friday. And I said, I'll, I'll roast coffee for you guys nights and weekends. And at first they were really hesitant. They were like, ah, I don't know, you know. And then they finally said, all right, well, you're going to have to start a business. You're going to have to get certified um, by the government to roast coffee. So, and, you know, and so, all, so in, in and a way, all these hurdles. Yeah. So in, in a way, like the, the company you work for, they kind of just helped out with that start. They were like, sure. they were like, they were like, okay, listen, this is what you need to do. If you want to be yeah. a company, this is what you need to do. So then you yeah. go, you talk, you speak to the CPA to make sure that, you know, they're not trying to, trying to throw you a curveball or something like that to right. just help them out. You want to make sure it's still on your side. You have ducks Correct. in a row. So I just, I kind of want to point that out there that, yep. uh, you know, somebody might be saying, hey, Same. we're going to help you, but you uh, still want to double check, you know, trust but verify kind of a thing. So yeah, you still kind of want to watch out. Yeah, it was it was pretty straightforward. But, you know, it, it, there's a lot of people out there that would tell you from, a, you know, if you have an idea, you've got a product or a service that you want to create, um, you know, go ahead and start your business and then go find customers. Um, and we kind of did that backwards. So we actually had our customer first, mm -hmm. and then we created the infrastructure to support the deal that we had made with that customer. Um, and that worked out really, really well for us. And, and, you know, we all have something that we like to do, stuff we like to be engaged with. Um, but I would encourage, you know, just the average veteran out there that's interested in, in starting a business, regardless of what it is, um, you know, I would go out and look for customers first, go find your customer. And right. then, and cause it's a lot easier. Once you have a, a defined customer and you know what they want going and creating the infrastructure to support that customer is a, is a much easier path than creating an infrastructure with no customers and then trying to build your customer base to meet that demand. And if, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, uh, you guys started, uh, two years ago, three years ago. Yeah. Two. Um, yeah. Two. Well, it'll be three years <clears throat> in June. All right. So um, basically three years ago, you guys started and now right. I saw your post. You guys are on a, in a store. Correct. Yeah. Which so is awesome. So your post is now no longer online orders local. At least right. it's, you're starting a distribution where now you can go to a shelf. And buy it off the shelf local right and that was a big step for us the in internet distribution is fantastic it's very simple um but having having a customer that just you know that's local that says hey i want to buy your coffee but i just want to swing by somewhere and pick it up mm -hmm. having that brick and mortar uh establishment was was kind of nice and uh that relationship is still very very young yeah. um but we've got a lot of hopes for that. And I, I anticipate that that outlet for us is going to be really, really positive and be a good revenue stream for our business. Yeah. Now, when you, you go to that store and you walk by that coffee, didn't that just blow your mind that that's <laughs> yours and it's sitting there? 
for people to purchase if there's any left on the <laughs> if there's any left it's always good to yeah. walk by and go what the hell there's no coffee here yeah. you know that's a good thing too no you it's know? great yeah it's a really really good feeling yeah and it's also got to be good when people post on your instagram that you know i've canceled my order my subscription from xyz company uh because now i loved your coffee so much it was so much right. better I'm now just going to always, you know, that's, that's, that's good to get like feedback from that, like that kind of feedback. Oh, is definitely yeah. good. So, but mentioning that part of it, when, uh, uh, three years ago you go and you, you're now at, uh, the brick and mortar part, I'd already forgotten the question. So I'm going to totally cut this part out because <laughs> coffee's a little strong tonight. Um, TBI no. is. Is the website. In. No, that, yeah, that's it. The TBI. We'll blame that one, not the copies. <laughs> um, no. So uh, the website. You said the website orders is going great and stuff like that. So I just have one question on your website. It's you, you go to the picture. I, I hear that, Bart. I can hear the pouring. It's <laughs> um. It, <laughs> anyways, uh, when you go to the picture, it auto zooms over the coffee. Normally, you have to click right. on it or whatever, but it zooms within that photo. It doesn't actually come out. Another Was that accidental or was that done on purpose? Because when we were looking at your website, I was like, this is awesome. Holy cow, look at this. It was, you know. Right. So was it, it was, accidental or was it on purpose? So that was just um, within our website building. That was one of the features that was available. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I just, you know, from my own experience of shopping online, you know, sometimes you want to get a closer look at something and it makes it a lot easier to, you know, you know, if you just roll over and it auto zooms, just kind of a nice feature that we liked. And so we just, we decided to incorporate it. Yeah, I just liked it because it didn't pop out like another screen that could have gotten in the way. It's all within the same screen. There's not a new right. window that pops up or nothing like that. Right. That's, that's a great feature. I like that one. So are you are you guys selling all six six uh, um, different types of coffee at the, the the store, or are you just putting out a couple at a time? So for right now, we've just rolled out um, what we call our power blends, which is our Copacabana Beach and our Sacred Valley. Um, so those are the ones that are actually on the store shelves. Um, you know, it's a it's a small town grocery store. And so naturally, the the purveyor of that store was was worried about, you know, having too much product on the shelf and having uh, and having product that he felt might be um, priced out of his customers price range um, because they're not they don't really have a way to sample it right there. And so for some people, uh, fifteen dollars for a bag of coffee sounds like a lot. Um, knowing that, you know, what we know is that that same coffee from other companies, um, is going to cost 20 to $30. Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of people out there aren't willing to spend 20 to $30 for a bag of coffee. And so we try and bring that price point down and to where somebody can enjoy it and try it. And, you know, so that was kind of our base. So right now we just have two of the six. Um, and they're the two that we felt would do the best for both us and the purveyor of the store. Nice. Is this whole Corona 
um, this whole Corona thing virus, uh, is that affecting you guys out there in Utah? Is that something? Uh, So in the state of Utah, uh, there's definitely been uh, some impact, but I think really when we start talking about coronavirus, it's, it's really dependent on the industry. So some industries for sure have been hit extremely hard. Um, restaurants, bars, hotels have just been crushed. Um, and they're, they're all kind of struggling to adapt to the new, the new reality, the, the post-corona reality. But for us, um, because we are mostly online, um, uh, what we found is that it's actually, we've actually done really, really well. Um, so people that would normally have gone to a local cafe for their morning cup of coffee um, have started making their coffee at home. And they've realized that the coffee they've been buying sucks and they want better coffee. And so we've actually just, um, I I just did an analytical report um, yesterday on, we've seen a just comparing January of this year to uh, the to April to today's date, um, comparing to 2019 to 2020, we've seen a 200 percent increase in our business online. Wow! So so for us, uh, it's it, it's impacted us in a positive way, um, and and that's been kind of beneficial for us. And one of the things that we offer now is um, local delivery. So. If you live in our county, um, we will bring your coffee to your door for free. And that's just kind of a benefit of living in the same county as Salt Flat Coffee. Um, and, and a lot of times, I mean, I'll, um, depending on, you know, what our schedule looks like, we really, as soon as an order comes in, we get it put together and we get it shipped out. Um, and, and that's because that's a really positive experience. You know, from the time somebody, you know, orders coffee on our website and I and, you know, 15 minutes later, 20 minutes later, I'm leaving them a text message saying your coffee is on your front porch in the blue chair. Uh, And they're like, holy cow, like (laughs) I I haven't even gotten to the next commercial break in my TV show. You know, I mean, they're they're it's a really positive experience. And so we try and we try and do that, but that's, that's one thing that's worked out really well. And I don't, I don't wait for the customer to come to the door. Um, you know, I usually find a a discreet spot on their porch and, uh, and I leave it. And then when I go out, uh, before I leave their location, I'll send them a, a text message saying, Hey, your, your coffee's on your porch. Um, you know, just to try and, uh, you know, I don't know who's living in that house and, just trying to be conscious of the social distancing and giving people their space. Um, you know, we, we've been trying to respect, respect that as well. You know, ladies and gentlemen, that is your salt flat coffee Ted talk for the day. Yes. Well, as soon as you said, oh, I did an analytical 
Oh, that's a TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you changed it. That's why I changed yeah. it. So, all right, community involvement. Uh, still being involved with the veteran community. So I contacted uh, Denny over there at OP Vet. Now, yeah, I know you guy. have. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you sell canteen coffee on your website, which actually happened to be the person that's changing their order to yours was their favorite. So I thought that was kind of funny, and I thought that was awesome at the same time because I don't know yeah. if they realize they're helping two organizations at one time right. uh, uh, with this. So you want to tell us a little bit about OP, OP Vet and what I'm talking about, the uh, canteen coffee? Yeah, so, so OP Veteran, um, they, they're a really small organization, in, and they're based in the Austin, Texas area. And um, they do a lot of good work in bringing veteran organizations together. Um, you know, that, um, you know, two plus two is five synergetic effect. And you throw the Ted talk up again. Oh yeah. Okay. But they're really good at bringing those There you go. <laughs> at bringing those things together, bringing different veteran organizations together and then creating an environment where veterans can go and, and engage with those organizations, whether it's a, a VSO or it's a veteran-owned business, or any, or, or a veteran's charity. Um, they're really good at, at organizing those types of events. Um, and so they had reached out to um, another, another coffee company that was really, really well-known and did some, did some charity work like that, um, that they roasted coffee. And, and uh, they, they just never heard back, really, because they're too small. Yeah. Um, and, and when you're really small uh, and people don't really think you can give them the kind of exposure that they want, well, then, you know, they, they don't return your emails. They don't answer your phone calls, that kind of thing. And that was what Denny was experiencing. And so I reached out to him and said, hey, look, um, I'd love to do this with you. And he immediately was like, this is this is fantastic because, you know, for a veteran organization like, like uh, OP veteran, you can only sell so many hats and t-shirts and koozies before, you know, somebody wants to support your organization, but how many hats and shirts are they going to put in their closet? You know, they, you, so with, with the coffee, it really gives them a, a revenue stream that renews and, you know, people can continually buy that coffee and continually support their organization and it, it's a it's a win win for both for both of us really, um, almost all the I mean the, all the profits really go to OP Veteran, um, Salt Flat Coffee, um, you know we we don't we don't profit off of OP Veteran. So we, we, we do, do it like it the for, design and stuff. Yeah, we do it for like right at our cost, and and then you know when they first wanted to get started, they didn't have a ton of capital. And so what we agreed to do was we front loaded their uh, web, their uh, logo design for the bags. Um, and we got everything like that created with the agreement that they would, they would sell X number of bags within the first year. And, and, and ultimately what I didn't want was I didn't want to put any pressure on them to, you know, worry about the contract. So what we so the contract that we signed with OP Veteran essentially said they were going to sell X number of bags of coffee, and um, 
they would have one year to to figure out if that was what they wanted to continue to do. And if they wanted to continue to do it, but they hadn't sold the required number of bags, there was no penalty. Then we'll just keep doing it. We'll just keep doing it because I wanted to support them. I wanted to help them. Um, and it gave us, um, you know, a little bit more exposure, not much. There's nothing on their bag. There's nothing on their label that says Salt Flat Coffee Company um, mm -hmm. because I felt like it was more important to help them promote their organization. And the coffee that we developed for their canteen cup coffee is unique to them. It's not one of my coffees that I just repackaged with their logo on it. Um, so if you order canteen cup coffee, you are getting a different coffee from what we roast. It's, it, I mean, we do roast it, but we don't sell it as anything else. Um, Not, nothing under the salt flat name. The salt flat right. Name. So it is its own unique coffee with its own blend. Uh, and I felt like that was really important because I didn't want somebody to feel like, well, they ordered our coffee and they, you know, um, and they, they're just getting the same thing. All right. So, so then now I have to ask this question. It's kind of a serious question. You're helping out a veteran organization. I know, as serious, I guess, as it can be. You're helping out a veteran organization with OP Vet, great organization. You right. are a veteran yourself, Navy. Honorable, Correct. retired, all that stuff, done with the military kind of thing with your nice, happy DD-214 blanket. However, your salt flat bags have no mention whatsoever of veteran. U.S., made U.S., you know, things like that reason for not having like veteran owned and and things like that as far as the bag goes so you know i felt like uh within the veteran community and uh, veteran entrepreneurs um one it wasn't just me it was me and my wife um and then the other part of it was i i felt like there was among veteran entrepreneurs there was this push of you know to market things as being veteran owned veteran operated and i felt like well that's that's great because right now there's a, a really supportive environment in the in our in our culture in america to support veterans and their and their endeavors but what i really but it hasn't always been that way if right. you go back 50 years 60 years uh especially during the vietnam era um there was nothing that you know people didn't want anything to do with veterans. i mean there's a very small population that was you know violently against anything veteran and so i felt like it was a little bit of a a little bit of a taking of advantage of the current culture which is fine but i also also felt like just being honest it was played out and and i really didn't want i don't want people to order my coffee because i'm a veteran um, I want people to order my coffee because it's phenomenal. It's delicious. It's really good coffee. And I felt like if my product was, if my product is really good and, and it's made in, a, in an honest and ethical manner and I'm doing good business and I'm fostering positive relationships that we really didn't need to say, Hey, it's veteran owned. I don't hide it. And I, I certainly, I'm not, I'm very proud of my, my, uh, my veteran uh, tag but at the same time i mean uh, i remember a lot of people that wanted to join the military and for whatever reason whether it was personal or it was medical or 
or, or maybe educational. There was just reasons they couldn't join. And, um, and I didn't want to say, well, I, I just wanted to feel like, Hey, yeah, I'm a veteran. That's great. It was a contract I made with the U S government. I fulfilled my end. They fulfilled their end. Um, and now I'm roasting coffee and it's fantastic. And that's why I wanted people to order it. Nice. Thank you. So have you ever, uh, have you ever made any coffee like just that kind of just blew your mind after you guys roasted it and just was like, Oh my God, this has got to be our next coffee. This is what we have to sell. Cause this is so good. You ever yeah. have any accidents or anything like of, that? Of, of course. Yeah, we had, uh, so we, when we initially developed our coffee roast, we asked, we asked ourselves the question, why do people drink coffee? And some people drink it for the taste. Other people drink it for the caffeine. So we really wanted to create two separate coffees lines, one that was going to cater towards the person that wanted the best tasting coffee and then somebody else who wanted the highest caffeine content because those two are somewhat contradictory in coffee roasting. Um, and, and then, you know, we, we just spontaneously, um, I was, I was up one morning and Trudy was roasting coffee and she she mixed two batches of different roasts together and so well you can't separate them now um and so completely accidental yeah yeah uh, and so so but so we she's yelling at me from the other room because nothing i ever do is going to be good enough um, and so um so she came to me with this. So she brewed it and brought it to me and looked me dead in the eye and said, this is going to be our next roast. Um, you got to taste this. It's fantastic. And, and we are making this into another roast. And, uh, and so I thought, well, okay, here we go. Let's, I'll give it a shot. And, fan, and it was. It was really delicious. It had a flavor profile that was nothing like we, we had currently. And uh, so we we went through the process of making sure that we could replicate it and uh, and and duplicate that flavor for our customers. And then we went ahead, did we got with our graphic designer, we got the bag art done, and we went ahead and launched it. And now that's called Trailhead. And Trailhead is a mix of African and Latin American coffees, and it's probably one of our best sellers currently. Um, it, it's really, really good. The best seller is the accident. That's awesome. Yeah, the accident. So it's, I, it's funny. I, I'm so obsessed with coffee. It's uh, it's 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 become such an issue. Go ahead. And, 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 you gotta and, say something. And and issue. Okay, I thought I spent a lot of money when I paid a hundred dollars for my coffee maker. That that's on our website. Right. He calls me one day and he goes, "Bro, wife gave me the okay." I can pay eighteen hundred bucks for a coffee. I was like, what? What? Now you go and tell them about your little fancy dancy eighteen hundred dollars. Well, coffee. it actually wasn't. It wasn't completely my fault. She asked me. That's what, what I just, would it take I just about said. getting this, and yeah. she showed it to me. And normally, I'm just like, "Are you freaking crazy? There is no way we're spending that much money on a coffee maker." But I go to a local coffee shop here every day, um, and they do they do discounts 
for me. It's it's actually getting kind of ridiculous. But who pays a dollar? I pay a dollar for a, a cup, cup of coffee in the morning, right? And I used to drop my kid off at daycare, which is right down the street. And I've been going there for four years. My my four year old is absolutely in love with one of the girls that's worked there for the last four years. <laughs> and goes in and gives her hugs and and she lets him come behind the counter and you know hand coffee it's crazy and so i'm she actually just got another job and she was leaving the company and i'm like yeah you know what maybe i should start doing this at home and um <laughs> it's and when she said that i'm like you know what let's just do it and so i ordered this thing and at first the coffee was so horrible doing an espresso when you don't know what you're doing can be the worst thing in the world and it's been what three months chat yeah. about three four months now yeah and and now it's and my wife is finally drinking the stuff that i'm making because the first time she's like oh god and she's trying to be nice i'm like i need you to be honest <laughs> um <laughs> i need you to be honest don't tell me it's okay but a little bitter just tell me what you if you hate it you hate it and now it's just an obsession. So I drank probably about probably about four or five cups, big cups, uh, right. by about 12 o'clock. Yeah. Just trying to get the mix down and everything. And then I'll have a regular cup of coffee, which I'll throw some salt flat in or I'll do, you know, other local brands or and just to kind of mix it up with coffee. But, yeah, it, I'm still stuck in that military mode where. You know, I can't get moving through the whole entire day without at least twelve cups of coffee. Right, right, or at yeah. Some right. Point it's kill me, but as long as they throw a bag of coffee in with me while I go into the ground, I'll be happy. But <laughs> it's it's getting it's getting pretty bad. It's 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 getting ridiculous. So he he it's, cleans it's it. It's funny because he came up with the name Coffee with Two Vets. And yeah, I'm the one obsessed with coffee. <laughs> yeah, I I like coffee. I'm not. A, I, I'd rather have an obsession over you know motorcycle parts, the amount what you can buy for eighteen hundred dollars. You know, guns, computer yeah. equipment, stuff like that. Yeah. But the uh, yeah. so I, I was watching a video the other day, some show, and uh, they went and they visited some roaster or whatever. So the only kind of roasting question I'm going to ask you, because I don't want to ask too much as far as your company, because I know I'm sure proprietary and stuff. Right. So it's, it was a place that's in the United States, but when they were talking about their roasting, they said they go off of the Celsius versus Fahrenheit. Do you also go? I know it's weird. That's why I was like, yeah, I wonder if he does the same. Do you go off of the Celsius or do you go off of Fahrenheit? So, uh, I mean, uh, I, I know I know they're the same, but I just, yeah, his machine yeah. read his machine read that way. And that's why I was just wondering. Right. And that's not um, that's not necessarily uncommon if he's using a machine that's manufactured in another country. Right. So if he's using a German roaster, um, then he very well could have all of his gotcha. um, thermometers are calibrated in Celsius. Um, my my roaster that I use is manufactured here in the United States. Okay. Um, so everything. All of my temperatures were all in Fahrenheit. Um, I have the ability to switch them over to Celsius, but mm -hmm. um, uh, I just, you know, it, for me, it, it really didn't matter. Uh, and I was right. used to roasting in Fahrenheit, so I just stayed with it. All right. Um, so now then, okay, worked. that's going to lead into the lingo. Every sure. position, every job, every company, they have their own lingo. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass a couple things to you here that I learned as far as lingo goes. 
Oh, okay. You ready? Here we go. One pop, two pops. One crack, two cracks. Right. All right. Yeah. First crack, like popcorn. So you get Correct. the first crack, and then it gets a little darker. It lets out the oils. Second yep. crack, it's letting out the sweetness. It also gets darker. So right. that's that's what you want to listen for. And I guess it's uh, it's it's okay. So anyways, that's the lingo. You got the the first pop, first crack or pop. Which one is it? It's crack. It's okay. Crack. crack. First, okay, first yeah. crack, second crack. Yeah, first crack, second crack. That's the only lingo I actually I picked up on this show. <laughs> That's how much I was paying attention. So, what are the kind of lingos in the in the coffee industry, though? Like, what else? If somebody yeah, if somebody so. wanted to start a coffee business and they go in to talk to somebody, you know, they're gonna, right. well, you want this crack or that crack, and they're gonna be like, no, not the drug industry. What is it for coffee? So, <laughs> so whole different so, type of coffee. The whole, yeah, whole different yeah. type. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I like. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there. So first crack uh, it, within coffee. I'll just talk about the cracks for a second. <laughs> but uh, first crack is going to be um, really at the at the moment that your coffee becomes drinkable. So if you if you if you're roasting coffee and you don't get to first crack and you pull it off the heat prior to that, um, it's gonna taste really really bad. It's gonna taste really grassy. You're gonna get kind of a, a grassy flavoring in it, um, and it's not gonna be very enjoyable. Then, from first crack to second crack, the flavor is constantly changing um, as the temperature progresses. Um, for the average person, um, you know, a, a five degree swing is not going to change the way the coffee tastes, but to a, a professional, uh, educated coffee taster, they're going to be able to tell the difference in a five degree swing, um, in, in, in roasting most coffees, not all, but some, and there's, and then second crack is really when you start getting into dark, really dark roasts. Um, and so beyond, beyond second crack, you're going to have uh, a lot of different, uh, a lot of different flavor notes. And some people like coffees that are, are after second crack. Most people, um, even if they tell you, Hey, I like really dark coffee. Most people don't like coffee that's roasted past second crack. Um, and, the Specialty Coffee Association has a, a flavor wheel, and uh, no kidding, beyond second crack, there's a flavor that is burnt rubber um, as one of the flavors. Wow. So you could have a, you yeah, could this, have a coffee this. with a flavor note of burning Michigan. <laughs> yeah, this, well, this guy, because whenever he had, you know, he twisted the thing, pull out, and he was going around. It might have been the wheel that you're talking about, but he was going around to see if it matched the color he was looking for. Right. And then he was like, yep. nope, still got to keep going or whatever like that. But yeah, that, that might be on that wheel. So yeah, that's crazy. And there's, and, and you can get, and, and coffee people will get as far into the weeds as, as possible. So there's everything, there's coffee drinkers vary all the way from the guy who stops at the, at the gas station on the way to work in the morning and grabs coffee that's been burning since two o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. um all the way down to and I, and I follow some of them on facebook uh because i think they're really interesting but some of them i mean they'll 
they'll measure the total dissolved solids of the water that they're using wow. to brew their coffee. And so, I mean, and the mineral content and all that kind of stuff, they'll use um, a spectrometer to, to measure the color of the brown of the bean um, so that they can establish controls and stuff like that. So it's, it's really fascinating and interesting. Um, for me, a lot of that is uh, forest for the trees. Um, <laughs> I, know, I know a good coffee when it hits my tongue, and I know a coffee that I don't like when it hits my tongue. And that's, for me, the, that's kind of the, the end-all, be-all. Um, when I have somebody taste my coffee um, and they tell me it's the best coffee they've ever had in their life, that's a win, and I'll take it every time. Nice. My grandpa. Uh, all right. Oh, she said grandpa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's she's yelling at me from the background about her her grandfather. Um, right before he passed away, he came to visit us, and uh, we had some fresh roasted coffee, and and we made some for him, and and he was just blown away his whole life. He never knew coffee could be that good. Nice. And, uh, and he he just he, we just. We live on a lake here in Utah, and we just sat out on the deck, and we watched the geese out on the lake and enjoyed the coffee, and, and it was fantastic. It was really nice. It was a great, great event. So what, what, yeah, what? Uh, Chad and I were, we were stationed together overseas, and um, because of our job, we were allowed to go off base in the secured area, and I got to tell it because it's, it's, mm. it's the start of my obsession. Uh, and so we drive good. down to this place, and to give you an idea of where we were, when we pulled into the parking lot, there was a Ferrari, what, 430-something <laughs> or whatever it was, yeah. Uh, yeah, sitting next to us that had a flat tire and was completely – it was a black car, and it was completely covered in probably about an inch and a half of, of sand and dust and from the environment. And Yeah, it was bad. The, the car – had a flat tire so the guy's like gotta yeah, go whatever. buy a new one yep. so we go into this coffee shop that somebody had mentioned and uh we said you know we'd like the best cup of coffee you have whatever it is and this lady said okay and she talked to somebody in the back and they made us this cup of coffee and it it, it absolutely turned me to being obsessed with coffee because it was so good and for about six months chad was obsessed because every single time he went down the, the catch-all was we didn't know what she made. So we never didn't know told how us. to order it again. Never told us. Never yeah, told us no. what we were drinking. And we were so blown away about how good this was, we never asked. So we spent the next seven months going down as many times as we could. You know, dogs were getting sick that weren't really getting sick. We got <laughs> down so we could go to the coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, um, it just, he'd come back in through the gate and it's like, nah, that's not it, you yeah, know? Yeah. And it was so disappointing. Yeah. It was still a good cup of coffee, but, um, but yeah, it was just, and it's, it's, it's been just an amazing process, but this on was, that note, go ahead. Oh, this is how good it was. It was so good that we've been on Google maps multiple times to try to find the name of the store because the lady says she also has a coffee shop in Chicago as well as there and overseas. So I'm like. We got to find the name of this. So we go to Google. All right, let's 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 track down. Okay, maybe it's this turn. Nope, not that turn. Okay, well, maybe it's it. Nope, it's not that. Okay, maybe it's this. Nope, not that. 
That's how good it is that we're still trying to find and locate the name of the place. <laughs> just to drive to Chicago. To get a to, hold of this lady. Go, what just, what was it? did you give us? <laughs> yeah. you know? That's how yeah. good it was. Like it, nothing it else. Just, yeah. It, it, so anyway, she has two shops, one in the States and one overseas. And, and it kind of made me wonder, you know, like a lot of companies, there's a company here in Columbus that started off roasting. And then all of a sudden they were like everywhere in Columbus when I came home on leave. And then now they're back down to two or three shops and that's it. Um, right. Have you ever thought about doing anything like that or starting up a coffee, like a coffee shop to, to push your, to give people more of a. Yeah. So we absolutely have. Um, and, and we've, we've kind of been eyeing a piece of raw real estate um, that we would love to open a shop on, you know, any, anytime you're looking at a shop, uh, regardless of what you're selling, it's location, 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 right? The, the three rules of real estate. And it really def, it definitely puts another spin on whatever you're trying to do business wise. Um, and for us, we, we really got passionate about the roasting process the roasting of coffee and there's really three in my in my humble opinion there's really only three major disciplines within coffee uh the first one being the growing um and the, and and i include the processing of the raw coffee in that but the the growing and the creation of raw coffee then you have the roasting where you're actually taking that raw coffee and you're turning it into a usable consumer good. And, and that takes a completely different skill set. And then you have the actual brewing or serving of the coffee. And that's a completely, a, a whole nother completely different set of skills. Um, I know yeah. that if, uh, you know, my, my speed and adaptability behind a, uh, an espresso machine is pretty weak. Um, that's just not where my specialty lies. Um, and that's mainly my interest is in the roasting of the coffee. We have considered opening a store for sure. Um, right now, we're, we're, our efforts are focused on partnering with people that don't do what we do. So we're, we're, we had at one point, we had a coffee shop um, that was serving our coffee. And that was a great relationship. We really loved it. Uh, they were a local coffee shop and the current coffee roaster they were using was, was just, wasn't user friendly. Um, they, it was a smaller coffee shop. They didn't do a lot of volume and their current roaster was kind of like, well, you know, we're going to make you jump through the hoops because your business isn't worth us jumping through hoops. And so when I showed up on their doorstep and said, Hey, I've got this coffee. I want you to try it. I'd love to be your roaster if you're interested, but here's some samples, give it a whirl, see what you think. And, uh, and I'll be back in a week. And I came back a week later and, uh, and they said they absolutely loved it. And I had told them, I said, look, you, you call me up and I will deliver the coffee to your, to your establishment within 24 hours. Um, and that's seven days a week. And all you have to do is send me a, a, a text message telling me what you want and I'll deliver it 24 hours later. And she was just blown away. She was like, what do you mean? You, you mean I don't have to come pick it up from you? You mean I don't have to order it a month in advance? Nope. You know, um, and 
having the agility to be able to help a customer like that um it means the world to them they really appreciate it you know you have a real grasp of customer service and what that means um this country has kind of lost that that yeah. mentality um where you come to us we'll we might have what you need we might not but you come to us and 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 there are some companies out there that are jumping through hoops for their customer and doing what they need to do. And it's a very, very important, um, it's a very important thing for, for companies to do that for the customers. <laughs> it's, it, it really is. And it's, it's it, you know, when I, I find a company that I like, it doesn't matter if it's more expensive. Mm -hmm. It's the customer, customer service. service. Yep. If the product's good and the customer service is good, I don't care what's out there. I don't care if Walmart comes in and starts selling cheap coffee or whatever. It's the it's the absolute most important thing for a lot of companies is the customer service. And it sounds like you have a, a huge grasp on it and doing things that companies haven't done since the the fifties and sixties. Yeah. Yeah. There's a uh, you know, there's when it comes to customer service, um, you know, I, I really kinda I, I really embrace that golden rule, you know, of do unto others as you would have done unto you, you know, mm -hmm. and, and you're absolutely right. And, and you're not alone. Most people, if, if the customer service is fantastic, they acknowledge that part of what they're paying for is that customer service and they don't mind. it. They're not opposed to it. Um, they want somebody to be honest with them. Um, and, and I've had, I mean, I've spoken with coffee shop owners that have said, well, you know, I'd like to, I, I think you make good coffee, but I'm concerned because I don't think you're big enough to handle the kind of volume that I need to, that I need for my business. I think I'm too big of a customer for you. Um, and, and my, my answer was, well, um, uh, there is no customer that's too big. My, our business model and the way we've structured our business, we are a hundred percent scalable. Um, and so we are, and we're scalable without sacrificing. So, uh, you know, a lot of coffee companies, as they grow in size, they'll buy a bigger roaster. So currently, you know, uh, my roaster does less than 10 pounds in a batch. Um, and so, a lot of companies will say, well, I'm, you know, I, I'm doing more business now, so I'm going to buy a bigger roaster. Well, as soon as you do that, you're going to change the flavor of your coffee. You can't, you can't stop it. It's almost, it, it's not impossible to duplicate, but it's extremely difficult to duplicate. And I'm not interested in that. Um, but if, if that means that I'm hiring more people because I've got the business to support it, then that's what I would do. Um, and just, you know, on, on our current setup, we have done up to 3000 pounds a week. Dang. Um, wow. so, <clears throat> so when you really wrap your head around 3000 pounds a week, you're looking at, you know, um, you know, 12,000 pounds. So six tons of coffee a month. Now, I don't know how big this guy thinks his coffee shop is, but he's not going through six tons in a no. month. God. No, uh -uh. and <laughs> people aren't sleeping out there. <laughs> <laughs> His yeah, customers aren't. That's for sure. Jeez. So that was so. I mean, there's there's really 
um, our business model and our business plan, really, we're completely scalable uh, to meet whatever need is uh, is out there. Um, and our the the coffee importer that we work with is fantastic, uh, and they they do a really good job of making sure that we get the coffee that we need um, that's at the specific grade because coffee is graded, um, and they're ma- they're really good about making sure that. We get the coffee that's graded within our business model, um, and so it's it's great. It's been really fun, and we're completely we're completely open to new opportunities. And you never know when the next one's going to come around. All right. So if somebody opened up a coffee shop in, uh, let's see, I lived in New Mexico. Okay, so just down the road, right? Just down the road right. from you guys. Somebody opened up a coffee shop in New Mexico. How much is it for, say, fifty pounds of coffee beans? a month. I, I don't know how much a coffee shop goes through bean wise or anything like that. But if somebody wanted say 50 pounds of coffee a month, what's, what's an estimated cost when you're talking about shipping everything else? Because right now you're going to deliver for free, but you're not going to deliver to another state for free. No, I only deliver within my own county. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to order some coffee right now, and I should yes. get a text yeah. message. Yeah. <laughs> it's on your porch. Yeah, yeah, hey, it's on your porch. Come in for a cup of coffee? Hey, yeah. So you make coffee. Uh, how about an espresso bean? Um, so our for an espresso bean, I would really recommend um, our Blue Nile. Um, it's 100% Ethiopian. And it's a yeah, really, really write that good, down. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's looking at oh, okay. Let me let me. Yeah. <laughs> so Blue Nile really comes through <laughs> with some great flavors in espresso. Yeah, that's um, that's the one actually I have upstairs. Is your Blue Nile? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's really good Damn. coffee. I wonder why it's good. I do yeah. have it upstairs. Yeah, you also. It's the same one that you have upstairs. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, I do have one upstairs. I'll I'll have to try that. <laughs> That's I, you know, it's such a it's such a weird process because when I change beans, I have to take my grinder apart, and my wife laughed at me because I bought an attachment for my vacuum cleaner with a micro thing so I could get in there and get all the old oh, stuff out. Dude, tell them about your perfect cup of coffee. Cleaning, you were cleaning it. You made your perfect cup of coffee. I I, I don't know if we talked about this before, but I I. I took the whole thing apart. I vacuumed it all out. I air, air right. you know, got the air in there to get it out, wiped it down, and put it all back together. And took my beans and threw them in there and grinded them up. And um, you know, it takes a whole. It takes about a, a couple of batches just to get the right grind. So for the different bean, for me, and I finally got it perfect. It was dialed in. The coffee was great. It wasn't bitter. It was just, it was just perfect. It was coming, it was flowing perfect. And I was so excited. And I ended up going through that batch and had to get a new bag. And I, I, I looked at it to see what my setting was. And uh, I had put it back together backwards. So the numbers were in the back of it. And I had no idea what the setting was. And I just, I, I just almost wanted to cry because cry. I knew it was gonna be one of those moments. You hear in the background? Yeah. I just was like, you gotta be, because it was perfect for right. what I was capable of making at the time, and uh, so I had to go through that whole process again. Yeah, that that's our kind, of, but that really is our kind of luck, though. We find the perfect oh, yeah. coffee. We can't get it again. 
Make the perfect coffee. Coffee. God, mess it up. It, it can't. <laughs> so, what's, awesome. uh, so on your website, you can also buy those uh, teapots that tell you the temperature on the top. Right. So yeah, if somebody. The yeah, there you go. Kettle. Thank you. If somebody's watching, uh, does it, they just make coffee, whatever. What's the, what's the right temperature for the perfect cup of coffee in your buy? Uh, so I really, I really like to try and hit it. I usually hit it right around 190. Um, uh, of course, again, we're, we're talking Fahrenheit. Um, yes, God, I uh, hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, 160 but, uh, for her. Nice. Yeah. She, she likes, she likes to pull it around 160. I like to pull it around 190. Um, it, it just really kind of, there's, there's a lot of personal, yeah. Uh, personal flavor that's going to go into that, uh, you know, just the way that you like to do it. Yeah, see, see with, with her, I'm, I, I'm straight with her on that one, too. 160 is great. I don't like, I don't like, I don't like going someplace where, you know, the first sip w is just going to burn my mouth and therefore I lose all the flavor for like the rest of the day. There's right. a couple places that do that. So I, I like the 160 a little bit milder, cools off faster. So. Wow, I, I'm oh. really overshooting mine. I'm 205. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a temperature gauge on the machine, so that's where I'm pushing it out. But I also throw the, the milk in and all that. So it's yeah. You know, right. It's, yeah. Have, and that's going to. Have, have you done a, done a thermostat to make sure that that temperature is actually correct on it? On mine? Yeah, on yours. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I didn't know yeah, if you like double check just to make sure it stays the same right the right height. I have a thermometer that I put in there for like when I'm doing milk. Milk's got to be. I, I think my uh, biggest okay. mistake was I was asleep and I ended up throwing sugar in with the milk mm. and frothing that. And um, it turns out like you remember in Turkey where we would have that steamed milk. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if you had it, but uh, that's it. Then that the apple it. chai. And then it was like, okay, start watching some videos on how to do this because, you know, you're a complete <laughs> moron when it comes to making the coffee and it's like oh i've been doing all this stuff wrong and um it's taken a while it's amazing how much information there is about coffee out there. oh yeah god and it's not just you know some people are just that stop and go or that mcdonald's coffee people and it's right there's a huge difference it's a huge yeah. difference across the yeah well look you, you know, just you, you can see right now sorry to cut you off but you can see right now the opinions here it's a 160 160 190 you're 205 so it's the yeah. same with the color of the bean and everything else. Like it, it yeah. that's how big and how different it is. Yeah, and I would absolutely, you know, and you know, I I love your your guys's uh, eternal search for the perfect cup. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, I I mean, we're we're talking to, we're talking to Steve from Salt Flat Coffee that we're talking about finding the perfect cup from a different coffee company. I just now realized what we were doing. <laughs> But you know, it's it's funny because Sorry, brother. You know, we've been talking about doing rides up to Chicago. Mm -hmm. I want to ride out to, to Utah. Yeah. You know, I want to I want to come out and see, yeah. you know, see what you guys are doing and and yeah. yeah. It's just kind of one of those things where it's I have such a passion for the coffee, right? So now. I went down, I went down through Salt Lake City. Right, got a hold of, got a hold of him. Said, "Hey, bro, we need to meet up. I need to order some coffee and also get some sent out to dad." All right, cool. Leaving town. We were supposed to meet up last night. 
<laughs> we totally missed because I ended up meeting up with my aunt that lives about 45 minutes out of Salt Lake City. And he lives about 30 minutes the other direction. And it just, it just, we just happened to miss each other. Yeah. But yeah, it just didn't work out. It's, and it sucked. But all right. So have you gone to the island? What is it called? Ink, uh, what, your Antelope Island or, oh, or whatever? Course. Okay. Course. Excuse me. So, yeah. So when you went down, did you go to, uh, uh, did you go out to the water? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we uh, did the, uh, you know, the, half the... mile, half mile <laughs> trek through the, through the sand flies. Yes, to get to the, the water. No warning about this. Not knowing. So anybody that's watching this wants to go to Salt Lake City, wants to go to Antelope Island, but go. It's beautiful. You go. We drove all the way around the island, which was cool. Got to see all the different animals and, and things like that. Then we parked. Of course, it was a hot day, but we decided to go and trek down, like you said, the half a mile in in soft sand with yeah. a, with a four year old. <laughs> We didn't. We didn't stop by the uh, the visitor center until the way out, the gift shop area, until the right. way out. So anybody going there, go to the visitor center first. Go to the gift shop first. Get the netting. Get that net yes. to cover your head. Yes. And then go out to the water, and then make that half hour track. Well, no, that's actually how long it took. Get out to the water because a four year old screaming because of these flies that are all over and they're. Like I felt like Moses part in the Red Sea, walking yeah. through these sand the, the flies, the sand flies, just to get right. out to the water. I was like, Yeah, we touched the water, she's freaking out, let's go. You know, like yeah. and that was ser- that was the extent of our whole stay out there, which sucked. So we're gonna go back. This time we're gonna actually get the mask to cover our heads because she's four. She's like two feet off the ground. So they're all over her. Oh the yeah. sand flies were all over her. So I had to pick her up and carry her that half mile back through the soft sand. That sucked. That really yeah. sucks. But if you're yeah. properly prepared, it's okay. Yeah. And take an umbrella yeah. if it's hot outside. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, man. That was horrible down there, dude. God, that was yeah. horrible. That sucks yeah. so bad. But it was so good. So I just want to – so we kind of started laughing and uh, about the the, uh, the perfect cup of coffee. But, you know, the one thing that, the one thing that I want to share with you is that you know, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people in the coffee community that are so open to each other and encouraging of one another. And I know it's not like that everywhere, but at least my experience here in Salt Lake with, you know, other coffee companies and other coffee shops and the whole gambit, there's a a real culture, at least here in Salt Lake City, of of people being really open and, and inviting, you know, I, I went to, they had a, they used to have an organization called the Utah coffee collective. And I went to, I went to my first meeting and I really didn't know what to expect, you know? Um, and they were so welcoming and they were just like, so what kind of beans are you using? What, you know, what are your roast profiles look like? Are you doing guys mostly doing dark, mostly doing light? You know, it, it was, it was just really exciting to, and these, they didn't know me at all. It wasn't like I, I knew these people from something else. Mm-hmm. Um, I was meeting them for the first time and there was a lot of support. Um, the Utah coffee collective is, uh, not really around anymore, but I still feel that same energy when I go to the other local roasters and sometimes I'll swing by to just enjoy a cup of what they're doing. Um, you know, it, you can, you can absolutely appreciate coffee 
and I, I can't I can't roast every coffee bean in the world. I can't have every flavor profile in the world. Um, and so it's really exciting to go, you know, if you were, it's, it's kind of like if you, if you equated it to beer, right. And I worked at one brewery and, and I said, well, I love the beer that we make. It's fantastic. It's delicious. Well, that doesn't mean I'm never going to drink beer from somewhere else. That would be ridiculous. Right. You know, and coffee is coffee's a lot that same way. Uh, I enjoy, uh, I enjoy coffees from different, different shops, different roasters. Um, and, and it's, you know, that, that constant, you know, enjoy, I always do come back to our coffees cause I do love them, <laughs> but, uh, there's, you know, if you, if you were a sports car guy or, or and you loved Corvettes, uh, well, well, that doesn't mean you're not gonna, you know, look at, uh, a, a GT 500 Mustang and not be like, man, that's a cool car. You yeah. know, Amen. That, that guy, the guy that does that is an absolute D bag and nobody wants to be around him. You know what I mean? So, yeah, nice. it's funny how that works. isn't it, it's, there's right. so much out there that why limit yourself? Why not just yeah. experience it all? Plus it provokes different ideas of what you want to do. Um, and gives you a different perspective on, on different types of, of, um, different types of coffee. So sure. why limit yourself just to what you're doing? Yeah. yeah. Have, have you guys ever thought about, you guys ever thought about doing like a uh, blueberry, strawberry, like some kind of uh, a fruit flavor with the coffee? I know some so places are, do stuff like that. So, yeah. So there's definitely coffees there out there that will have those flavors naturally. Um, mm. And, and while I, I really enjoy a coffee with a, a, a fruity note or a blueberry note or something like that. Um, for most people, that is an absolute shock to the senses and they don't like it. They don't want it. They can't, you know, and it, and it's not even, it's just that they're not prepared for it and it completely throws them off. Um, and we've all had that experience, right? Where yeah. you're expecting to take a sip of one thing and it's something else. And it doesn't mean that other thing is bad. But it's yeah. not what you're you were expecting, right? Yep. And so, uh, so we haven't really decided to kind of dive into those those types of coffees um, or develop those type of notes. We we really want to make coffee for a more common audience, um, a more broad audience uh, of people that expect kind of that classical coffee flavor, but they don't want the bitterness, um, they don't want the harshness. And and so that's kind of where we focus our efforts. I gotcha. Nice. There's that law that we were talking that that little silent. <laughs> the uh, all right. So gotta ask you. I know I'm out of the picture right now. All right. <clears throat> what movie do you want to see a sequel of? Of all time. Oh. All time. Oh. I'm, I'm over here hitting buttons. Oh man. We were just talking about we, this. Yeah, earlier. We, we were talking about this earlier, so but on yours, you know, I'll tell you mine, or or not made. Which one okay. is coming up that should not be made? Whichever. Movie coming up that should not be made. Yeah. Or Ooh. one that should be made. I'll take one or the other. I so I kind of feel like uh I kinda I, I don't feel like I'm in touch with what's coming out of Hollywood good enough to really say what shouldn't. <laughs> What is being made that shouldn't be made? All right, I'll um, give you one. I'll give you one, and sure. I'll ask you this. 
a new lethal weapon with the original cast. Uh, he's thinking I, mean, this. I, don't know, I don't know if Danny Glover, uh, if anybody's seen Danny Glover lately. He's 73. But, uh, his line of, I'm too old for this. Salt that coffee. Like, really play well uh, in, a, in a remake of Lethal Weapon with the yeah. original cast. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, that would be, uh, you know, and and I don't know. I mean, do they have a, uh, are, are they trying to bust a drug kingpin at the retirement center? <laughs> uh, you know, you know, they're looking for writers. You should actually send them a script oh and, and have that actually as it, like, you know. Oh, I, I absolutely think I missed my calling. I think I missed it. Anyway, so that's coming out. Uh, a new uh, Indiana Jones. They're talking about a new Indiana Jones. Yeah, that Again. that one's a uh, that one's another one that probably shouldn't be made. Just, uh, just the leave last it. one they made. What was it? Crystal Skull. The Skull. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, Crystal Skull. Was, yeah. Was so absolutely. It was heinous. It was really bad. Yeah, that's what we were. We were like, you know, they should just went with the uh, what is it? The Junior. Have Junior pick up the reins and go. Yeah, well, the thing that, I, and really what made Crystal Skull just atrocious was their overuse of CGI, right? I mean, if yeah. you go back to the original Raiders of the Lost Ark, they had almost no C. I mean, there was no CGI. It was it was all, you know, hey, we got wax figures, and we're going to hit them with a blowtorch yeah. and just let their faces <laughs> melt off, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, no but, kidding. I gotta watch that and, tonight. That, yeah, I know. And and but it was even that was way better than you know having these ants that are the size of Buicks chasing them in the Crystal Skull was just absolutely terrible. But we kind of I think that that last Indiana Jones was really in a moment where you know okay what we can do anything we want with CGI <laughs> let's just let, what you can do it all just go crazy and and, and it, it just yeah. ends up coming off kind of bad. All right, so then what, what from the past should have a uh, either a reboot or a sequel? So this is going to be kind of weird. Um, stick with me here for a moment. All right. Okay. Um, I would really have liked to have seen a sequel um, to Saving Private Ryan. With, oh, wow. With Private Ryan coming back to the States, you know, after the big battle, you know, because the movie ends, he's an old man, he's in Normandy, and he asks mm -hmm. his wife, am I a good man? And, and he's looking for that affirmation. And and I would like to believe that he would have, you know, something that we all struggle with, you know, there isn't, not everything in our military careers uh, were, were, it wasn't all sunshine and roses. And there might have been an affirmation that he was looking for. And I would have enjoyed, I think I would enjoy, you know, right cast, right script, right everything else. I think that's post-World War II story um, that leads, you know, kind of from his return from the war all the way through his trip to Normandy and how that influences his life, I think would have been a really, I think add the potential to be a really impactful story. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. that would be, that would be definitely be a great, a great part too. That would, that would be, be yeah, yeah. It's, you know, I mean, the, the way they ended it was perfect, but mm -hmm. sure, it, you just, anything with Tom Hanks, you just want more. You just, oh, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. you just, you just 
God, I wish he would do something else with it. You know, I mean, I, I, I've absolutely enjoyed some of the movies that he's done, and that's those are those are probably some of the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he's coming out with a new, a new, uh, new movie that was supposed to be out a couple months ago, that they postponed for releasing until this whole virus is over. Sure. And he's the ship captain in World War II, going up against the uh, U-boats. And yes. It's, yes. I've seen uh, I've seen a trailer. I believe I've seen a trailer for that one. I, I haven't and, seen that, but my my the only the first thought that comes to my head is. Uh, the ship is going to get destroyed, and he's going to be on a deserted island. It's castaway. You were on a boat. I was, I was on a boat. Here's a FedEx box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just walking, and he just sees the volleyballs already there. You know, Wilson's already there. Somebody left him there. You know what I mean? So I, I found this floating out in the water. Oh, <laughs> I was so excited to see uh, Bad Boys Two come out, or Bad Boys Three. Three. That's for right. life. And yeah, for life. It was and, written well. I tell you what, it was written well for the age of the characters. It was written very well. I don't know if you've seen it yet or not. I I have not seen that one yet. It it's, is it's hysterical. It's it is hysterical. Yeah. It was yeah. written well for that because they bring in a younger cast. That's calling them grandpa, okay, you know, oldie, you know, whatever, you know, retirement home references, all that other stuff for those guys. So right. it, was, it was written very well for those two. It was yeah. it was good. Let me tell you, we went out, uh, Tyler went out, went, we went out to go watch. You, you didn't like it. I hated it. <laughs> I, I guess I would have liked it more if I didn't buy it the day it came out. That's- <laughs> <laughs> and I waited until it hit HBO or something where I didn't pay for it. And I'd be like, okay, that's all right. But yeah. it's all right. Yeah. I just I paid, you know, nineteen dollars for it the day it came yeah. out. And I'm like, why did I do this? It's so bad. Yeah. For, yeah. for nineteen bucks. <laughs> yeah. Bless you. Uh, thank corona. you. It was good. Yeah, Corona. One that's, <laughs> my my elbow is corona now. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of excited for uh uh for Maverick. Um uh, the sequel oh, to Top, Top Gun. Gun. I think it's going to be, you know, uh, I think it's going to be interesting. It definitely, the visuals from the trailer look phenomenal. The 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 flight scenes, um, you know, the the Navy really kind of gave them a lot of a lot of help with the mm-hmm. first Top Gun, um, and that was somewhat unprecedented. You know, the military just yeah. y- you had to fake that stuff. The military didn't give you access to an aircraft carrier and all this other stuff but the recruiting boom that the navy got post top gun it was ridiculous um and i don't i don't know that they're necessarily going to get that same bump in in recruitment from from this one but i think it's going to be a lot of the same lines the like the bad boy what you're talking about where you've got that that older cast you know tom cruise is obviously not a lieutenant anymore that yeah. would be ridiculous right uh, i mean unless he was in the national guard um, <laughs> you know <laughs> but uh For the army <laughs> yeah. yeah you know but i i think it's going to be visually i think it's going to be a really exciting movie to watch um and really that's all we want to see we just want to see some jets do some loop-de-loops and shoot bad guys and call it a wrap you know i hope they i hope they did it right because you know, Top Gun is Top Gun is one of those legendary movies that, you know, sure. 
yeah. weird but good, and and they really had the right formula there, and they could really destroy everything with it. They they yeah. had they had the good I mean, writers, the actors, and the music, the soundtrack that went with it as well. Like it it all played out very nicely. It yeah. looks like they got a grasp on it, but so did so did uh, the other movie, the the Bad Boys. Yeah, it it yeah. seemed advertisements that this is going to be phenomenal, and it's right. like wow. Well, and I'm always I'm always a little bit scared when I when I see a movie trailer and I get really excited, right? Yeah. Because immediately after, as soon as the trailer ends, I I replay it in my head and I think. Did I just watch all of the best the parts? The best parts. I hate that. And let me tell you, that happens. Yeah, you're not lying. That happens. Yeah. So for mine, I would love to see a sequel of Blazing Saddles. Oh. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh. Yes. Oh. Anything. Honestly, honestly, anything. Right now, which is why. Which is why I think anything Mel Brooks. I think anything yeah. Mel Brooks. It's yeah. that or a, a, a Monty Python style remake of something. Oh my god! I, I think yeah, we just ah oh, brilliant. Uh, I, I mean, I I can't imagine that getting made under any circumstances. No. Oh god, no, I, I mean, dude. Well, that's like uh, uh, what's the um, Spaceballs? They can make a Spaceballs too. Every time they make a Star Wars, they can make a Spaceballs. Yeah, every yep. single time, <laughs> but they don't. You know, make another yeah. Spaceballs. That uh, perfect. Just you know, continue it with Star Wars, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. All right, brother. Well, we've we've spent uh, an hour twenty, so I know I'm gonna have to cut some of this out. Hopefully, not too much. All uh, right, dude. It's been fun. It's been Thank it's you been so awesome. Much. Thank you again for doing this. Salt Flat Coffee out of Utah. What's your website? Uh, saltflatcoffee.com. All right. And we're also on Facebook, Instagram. Um, you know, and if you, if you have any questions or if any of your listeners have questions about the coffees on our website, message us on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, we're, we're usually pretty good about staying on top of our messages. And, you know, if you have a question about which one of our coffees might be right for you, we'd be happy to answer, answer that as well. Yep. Me, I bought all four the first time discount because he didn't want to carry him back home with him so that was a, yeah that was a great great score on my point so i loved them all like the high caffeine was definitely good but uh all right so saltflatcoffee.com or saltflat.com saltflatcoffee.com all right good deal instagram what's your instagram saltflatcoffee yeah saltflatcoffee on instagram saltflatcoffee gotta on make Facebook, sure and if you're watching this on youtube it's going to be posted down link will be posted down there on the bottom so yep. good deal. All right, brother. And we'll be giving out a cup of coffee when this goes post. Uh, we'll be giving out a bag, bag. of coffee when this gets yeah. posted for all the coffee, uh, uh, coffee machine posts, and we will. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that yet on our on our on our Facebook page. I said, man, post yeah. your coffee setup and get your name added. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we'll be posting that, and we'll do a live live stream of that one. Sounds good. So good thank you guys. so much. All right, appreciate you, brother. Have a good one. Have a good night. All right. All right. Cut. Salt flat coffee.